0: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Shellheads podcast. I, or we,
1: I guess we, are your hosts, Sergio and Jeff. I no, thought Jeff. you were going to say, I, sorry, I thought you were going to say, we are Sergio. I'm like, wait, what?
0: We are Sergio. Like, as, 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 as much as I stumble over our names at the beginning of this stupid podcast, like, I, I how how did it take me 30 something episodes to just say we. I don't know, because usually I'm like, I'm Sergio, your host, and Jeff. Oh, he's your host too. It's like just say we are the hosts, Sergio and Jeff. Uh, the cabin fever getting to to you? Maybe I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. As you can probably tell by the the quality of the recording, we are still coming at you through a, a Skype call, uh, or or might I say a Zoom meeting? And uh, it's not a Zoom meeting; it's a Skype yeah. call. I just want to say Zoom to make it sound cooler. Yeah. 'Cause because that's, that's the hot new thing, right? Yeah. Last episode, we did not tell the audience what we were gonna cover because at the time we didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. We we were we were just as as lost as as the listener. And the reason uh I I couldn't commit to a specific thing is because specifically because of the Power Rangers Ninja Turtles crossover that has been that has been uh being released over the past like six or seven months, right? It was being held hostage. Yeah, our yeah, our schedule is kind of being held hostage by that because uh, it's not scheduled is to to be released until next week. the the last the the, the fifth issue like the fifth issue should have been out like two months ago. Yeah, so we've just kind of been pushing that episode off, and 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 the next time we talk, boy howdy, it'll be about that crossover.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I've been, I've been waiting. I've been avoiding spoilers and well, kind of, I kind of forgot all about them now. So <laughs> well, that's like, good. thanks that's losers. Good. Uh, Thanks for uh, thanks jerks for posting stuff on the Internet um, and ruining everyone's enjoyment of seeing it for the first time.
0: Yeah, yeah, It's 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 funny that you say that we literally have a podcast that is nothing
1: but Ninja Turtle spoilers. Uh, look, look. To be honest, it, it's thir- well. What are we on? Thirty-five years. True. Now? I mean, if you haven't seen or watched a chunk of this stuff, I mean, seriously, come on. All right, all right. Come on.
0: Well, after much deliberation, uh, we decided not to go with any of the movies that, that that are still pending because, like, we want this whole COVID thing to be over, and we want to be able to sit down and share a pizza. And watch the movies on a TV, and then podcast all same day. That Maybe. like that we 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 have committed to doing that for the like the movies and a couple of the other things. So we were kind of at an impasse. What do we talk about, right? I threw out, how about we cover that really obscure indie comic that came out in I I believe it was two thousand five uh, that was like a companion book. To the 2003 television show pr- mm-hmm. uh, produced by Dreamwave. Had you ever heard of that prior to me pitching the idea?
1: Yes, I actually. I think I bought a few issues. Um, yeah. And I'm about maybe 99 percent on that. Um, <laughs> they're in a long box somewhere in your uh, in your attic. Oh no, we don't keep comics in the attic. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> To uh to paraphrase Francis, it's bad for the collectibles, Sergio. Oh, is, um, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, they're in a long box somewhere.
0: Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me correct myself. It was in two thousand three. Two thousand three is when uh when these books were published, which is really weird. It's very weird. Um. Yeah, June to December of two thousand three. And uh, we did before 2K3 we get, air, yeah, it's absolutely in the 2k
1: three era. It's no it's, like like when did the show air? Oh, the show um it debuted that's a million dollar question folks.
0: February of 2003. so okay, no this this lines up right yeah. this lines up, and it was it was kind of imagined to be it, it, it was imagined to be kind of like what the Archie book was uh, for the original cartoon uh the the for the first few books were- were loosely based ad, adaptations of specific television episodes at issue five it would pick up with brand new stories mm-hmm. and it only ran for seven issues and then the last three are original stories wholly written um by uh, acclaimed writer peter david yeah and at, like at the time, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not a comic book guy. I'm a Ninja Turtle guy. Right. Mm-hmm. So w- when I heard this was coming out, I was like, OK, well, I'll just, you know, I'll set my subscription to to pick it up because I was already getting the 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 um, the Mirage books that, that Peter Laird and his team were re- releasing. I was like, whatever. I'll just pick these up. I'm sure they'll be good. Like my comic book friend guys friends were like, Sergio, did you hear P- Peter David is he, he's he's writing Ninja Turtles. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, is that a big deal? And apparently it was a big deal at the time. Mm -hmm. I I know you're not necessarily a comic guy, so so I'm sure you wouldn't be able to rattle off his name as an acclaimed writer.
1: Well, not like I wouldn't say per se. Like, I don't go out and, like, get issues every week or stuff like that. I mean, I enjoy them Mm -hmm. uh, per se. Um, but I'm not I'm not too familiar with his um with his writings, but I know that um he'd worked for Marvel, I think in DC. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, apparently he's won like numerous awards, uh, throughout the '90s. Um, so like for for him to pick up an indie book like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by a tiny indie company, na- you know, Dreamwave is kind of, it's kind of cool. Kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Um, most, most definitely. I mean, when you're used to working for the big two and then you go, the fact that they were able to wrangle him um, is, is really nice. Of course he could have been a, a big turtles fan and it's like, Hey, I have a chance to write for it now, you know? Right, right, right. I like,
0: I, I wish I had more, more info on the exact history of wh- like where this came from uh, because it's it's such a weird oddball era of the turtles you know and, mm-hmm. and and like the the book was was scheduled to continue on as an ongoing book like like if you if you actually read the the section of the of the latter books in this series they had no idea that they were being canceled the, the, they were, they were like, this is gonna, this is going to go on for years. We have stories planned. It's going to be wonderful. And then Dreamwave just completely went under.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, like the the, the whole comic company folded. Um, the, the history of Dreamwave is 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 they kind of sprouted out of Image, and Image is a creator owned based comic company. Mm-hmm. And I guess like Dreamwave, the, the, like they had they had decent. Licensed titles, like let's see, let's see, what did Dreamwave have that they were producing at the time? They had Mega Man, they had Metroid Prime, uh they they had Devil May Cry, they had Transformers. Like they, they had some 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 known quantities, mm-hmm. but I guess they just couldn't pay the bills. Yeah. So so so, what we have is a seven-issue run of really modern-looking comics that pretty much tie into the two the the two K three cartoon, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to go over all all seven of them because there's only seven. At, at first thought, like what do you, what did you think reading through these?
1: I got like like oh, this is uh this is what we couldn't. Some of the some of the pieces and elements of the story and uh what was going on, this is what we couldn't show you on television like we uh we snuck this cuss word in here, or we had this little <laughs> bit of a more adult it very much felt like two k three met mirage I would say it's just more
0: character development of characters you didn't know you wanted more development on, yeah especially in the first four issues. Uh, b- because the first four issues are basically the background story of specific episodes. So like like uh, issue one. Uh, issue one is Things Change. Things Change is the very first episode mm-hmm. of 2K3. And what's really odd and really, really punk, and I guess I said that, it's really punk about this book, is that the first four issues don't follow the turtles at all. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm flipping through the first book and uh, let's see. You don't see a turtle face until page like 10 and it's just a turtle face. Uh, You keep flipping and a full full on turtle doesn't show up until like page what 15. Yeah. And it's only a 25 page book Uh, like like the, the, the first book kind of retells the story of the turtles origin however it intertwines two characters that aren't main characters Mm -hmm. it's two children who happen to be there when the turtles are flung into the sewer and 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 and, uh mutated and they grow up to be basically they go from being good friends to being complete opposites one grows up to be a cop Mm Mm-hmm the other grows up to be a gang member. And it's the cop that looks like Kevin Eastman. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and and it's the gang member that you see in the TV show with like the, the like the flat top and the mullet You're looking like Guile. Yeah, he kind of looks like a blue haired Guile. Yeah. And. It you know it talks about the the dynamic between the, the, like those two characters and their history and and how they're intertwined with the turtles origins and all of this is happening in the background of the things change episode, mm-hmm. which is it, it's such a weird awesome piece of supplemental material because I don't know how these books would read if you haven't seen the episodes. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, it's it's an interesting spin instead of it being just oh let's just a, you know oh you've already watched the episode why would you read the comic mm-hmm. if it's the exact same thing but I, let's take yeah. something different and twist it and make it a little you know take take it from a different point of view. Yes,
0: yes, it it is it is full on from a different point of view and. For all intents and purposes, this is canon. Like, there's no reason this can't be canon, at least in, you know, in the 2K3 universe. Mm -hmm. And after reading the first issue, I stopped because I I had completely forgotten what these books were about. Mm -hmm. I knew that they were like a weird side thing, but I completely forgotten how they were intertwined. So I, I stopped after reading the first book and went and watched things change. Mm hmm. And there are specific lines of dialogue from that episode in the book, yeah, for you to be able to place it in the timeline of the episode. As for issue one, I 100 percent appreciate the, the like the the backflips that Peter David you know goes through to fit this into the continuity of the first episode.
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if those two characters needed any kind of backstory. Like, Things Change focuses on these two, two extremely minor characters. Mm-hmm. You know, the cop and the, the gang member and, and how their story weaves into the first episode. Subsequent issues, like issue two and three and four, focus on much, m- m- like much more higher profile characters mm-hmm, and okay. they make way more sense. Yeah. Before we move on to I- issue two. Let's talk about uh, Lish- is it Lashan? Lashon's art because it is a very unique and, as I said before, modern looking style. Yeah. Uh, what what like what did you take from Lashon's art? And I might be pr- mispronouncing that, just for the record.
1: Um, it's it's very expressive. It's very like the designs are kind of on point. Uh somewhat with 2k3 it depends on the characters um but uh, I do have a critique I I don't really care for the the turtle designs as much I feel they're just a little too fat they are bulky they are that instead of it being a little bit more angular and like muscular um because the 2k3 turtles are beefy that's muscle you know but they're not puffy yeah, well, I don't know if I would call
0: these puffy. They're just big. Like, yeah. th- 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 they're, they're short,
1: but they're very wide. Yeah. Okay. And, I, I retract that fat statement. Uh, wide, <laughs> turtles. <what? laughs> wide turtles. Wide turtles. Got to be PC. Real PC. Oh, yeah. Oh, see. Like, my,
0: my opinion of, of his art literally changes from page to page. Like, because because some of these panels are absolutely stunning.
1: They really are.
0: But some of the panels, the turtles, look like they need to jump on a treadmill,
1: or maybe cut back on some of the
0: pizzas. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, the w- the one thing that that I that I will give his art that I can't give any other Ninja Turtles artist probably in the history of the, the franchise is there is a depth to the panels. Yeah. You know like like you like when something is in the background, it is obvious it's in the background it, it it's it, it's it's drawn almost with that in mind.
1: Yeah, especially when uh Mikey kicks uh 2 ton in the face. Mhm. That's a, a a really gorgeous shot. Yeah. Um I do I do really like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. And 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 that's another thing I was going to point out is
1: like the blur. Yeah, and just his yep. command of perspective is really nice. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like this blur in in
0: that panel specifically is uh, I, that's probably a computer effect. And artists like embracing computer effects in their their in in their you know comic work is mm-hmm. something that I wish more turtles artists would do. Like
1: I'm, it I'm not going to or, or it could be traditional. We don't know. You think he actually blurred the ink? Hey, I, you know, you look at all the, the inception of, like, the movie posters and stuff like that. We've had all kinds of crazy blurring effects. You know, um, Star Wars posters. I mean, yeah. Maybe. It's possible. Maybe possible. The easy route would be to do it on a computer. <laughs> well, yeah. But then you've got that whole artistic integrity thing. That's, what's? Blurring something with a computer is still in it, like, you don't
0: lose your integrity by figuring out a new way to make art.
1: It depends. It's a, it's the same argument about digital versus you know film in your camera. You've got people that are never going to give up film. Good period. for them. They're missing out on it
0: like a it, entire like realm of new artistic
1: advances. But sure, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. That's like taking a paintbrush away from an artist and saying you can't paint on canvas anymore. No one is saying that you can't do it. I'm just saying.
0: No one is saying, no one is saying, oh, destroy all film. Film must die. An artist embracing technology does not make him less of an artist is what I'm saying.
1: No. It just, I guess maybe depends on the person.
0: (laughs) So, so like
1: how they feel about that particular
0: medium. If you read this, and I and I encourage you to read it because it's 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 weird and cool. The art in it is is something that the turtles have never seen before, and like e- even the more modern stuff, the, like the IDW stuff, does not have the same depth, the same like in a lot of places, it just doesn't have the same detail mm-hmm. as what's in, in in these books. So so good job, Lashon, Lush, Lashon. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's is Lashawn Thomas. Thomas, I believe is his last name. So before we move to issue two, what 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 else do you have to say about issue one?
1: Um, there was a moment like I'm a big, uh, you know, pop culture nut. So there's a, a fair amount of pop culture stuff kind of smattered, um, in 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 these issues. Um, and right as I was reading, when the turtles, you know, get there. And they're fighting the purple dragons and um uh the guile looking leader uh mm-hmm. of this particular band of purple dragons comes at rap with a knife and he says you call that a knife <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he says, This is a knife and Don's like, Don's like that that rap that, that rap that's a sigh. It's like shut up. <laughs> you do you and I'll do me <laughs> <laughs> Well, with that said, let's move to issue two.
0: Mm-hmm. Issue two. I, I, I'm sorry. It goes without saying, we're not going to go over the every detail of the story. Yeah. Like, I, again, we're going to encourage you to read them. Uh, in, in fact. I'm going to go ahead and say it like they're the, but these have been um, collected in uh, two graphic novels available uh, from Titan Books. Yeah. Uh, now i don't know if they're still available they were printed in 2005 so it's been quite a while yeah or 2005 and 2007 i believe um
1: so good luck finding them yeah maybe check your local comic shop or uh or that ebay actually
0: you may be able to find them in back issue bins i don't i, I like I, I literally have no frame of reference as to how rare or unique these books are and how you would be able to find them. All I know
1: is, is that they are collected because I have both of the collections. Of course you do. I would say folks for the thrill of the hunt and the, just the joy of the chase, go to your local comic shop and see if you can find them in back issues. Yeah. There's only seven of them. It makes you very happy when you find something that you weren't expecting to find. And yes. And then just kind of take a whiff of the, uh, you know, back issue smell because it's it's delightful it don't make it gross dude we'll cut that out (laughs) (laughs)
0: let's talk about issue two which is a better
1: mousetrap this Uh, is is it is weird and great (laughs) why do you say that there's not really any cohesion to it okay What, what do you mean it's, it's like all over the place. It's like this, 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 this issue messes with your head. It's,
0: it's not really cohesive at all. You're, you're absolutely right. Like in the second issue, we're getting a lot of April backstory in a way that we really never got in the 2K3 series. Mm-hmm. Obviously she starts the series working off, working for Baxter, and this picks up. With the you know the the second episode of the show, and now now that I look it up, like the first four issues are the first four episodes, which
1: is really cool. What do you have to say about issue two? It is a mind trip, like because I was expecting it to be somewhat you know cohesive with you know the episode, and it just was like you've got April as as uh, what five, six year old mm-hmm. playing reporter and yep. then talking to her mom. The next thing you know, the turtles jump out of the cupboard. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it like, and, and what, what I, what I
0: take from, from Peter David in the, in this run is that he likes looking into characters pasts because th- th- there's more than one instance where flashbacks happen and, April's mom looks just like the
1: classic April. A little, yeah. What do you mean a little? Wait, which classic April? Like the like the the
0: the, 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 the like the one from the T V show. Like she's literally got like reddish brown hair.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. It's throwing me off that young April has purple hair. But
0: that's yeah, that's true. Young April does have purple hair. I don't know why in, in actually later in the comic, she has purple hair as adult April. So maybe that's just a, uh, like a continuity issue that, that they didn't really deal with. Well, maybe, but yeah, yeah. April's mom looks just like a, a different version of April. So, so you're right. The beginning is very confusing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're not really doing it justice. We really aren't. It's, it's not that it's hard to follow. Because once it's obvious, you know what the turtles are doing in the episode, and where Baxter, you know, falls in line, and 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 where April fits into all this, specifically with the uh, with the episode that it's based on, it's not confusing at all. It's just really odd that that's how they choose to tell the story.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I kind of have a favorite moment, but I don't want to give it away for for anyone that uh I don't want to rob you of the joy of seeing this for yourself because it, it's it's truly probably the weirdest thing in this issue and it has to do with Donatello and that's all I'm going to say it
0: has to do with Donatello uh, <laughs> I know the I know the I know the moment
1: yeah and I was like <laughs> okay this is this is great <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: it, it it was very nice to see someone take a crack at giving April a proper backstory, mm-hmm. because other than the IDW comics that we we have today, no one has really taken a taken the time to do that. Yeah. So, so I golf clap. Like, I don't know how effective the episode is. Uh, it, its need to tie into the episode probably harms the whole process of giving her a backstory. Because mm. uh, I'm sure that they could have dedicated a lot more panels and a lot more story to fleshing out the April character if they didn't have to weave it into a better mousetrap. Yeah. Um, but just like that first episode, it's, it's, it, it's consistent this is m- most, pa- most of the panels have April. Yeah. The turtles are in very few panels, which it, I'm sorry. It's exciting for me that like, this is such a cool series. What, what like, what do you think of issue two?
1: You know, I, I love when they do stories that kind of like psychologically mess with you and make you think I'm like, wait, what, what, what is this? It was like, Oh no, wait, this is happening instead of that. You know, I, I love that twist and that turn. Um, Kind of what what they did with the new uh, tick Amazon series and that in that first uh, episode, which was uh, really great. and i I really I really enjoyed this one. Let's go ahead and jump
0: to issue three. I'm burning through these first four issues for a reason because as as cool as they are and as 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 um, as much as I appreciate the backstory they're providing, I really, really, really want to talk about the last three issues because those are the original stories. Uh, I, I don't know how much I have to say about this, this specific issue, except that it really gives us insight to where Baxter Stockman comes from. Much like the April issue, there are, it, 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 there are flashbacks, a lot of flashbacks, specifically to when Stockman was in high school uh, and how he was just a nerd, just basically a, a nerdy, smart guy, got picked on by big big you know football guys uh and and he found you know stockman found a way to get back at him by creating a football that alters it's that, that, can, that basically flies in a different direction when you throw it and it made him into a bad football player and like it, basically we learned that stockman was made into a bad guy via bullying and that how all bad guys start basically not all of them. Sometimes, ch- so like sometimes their parents die.
1: Well, yeah, a good chunk. <laughs> but, but you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so, so like
0: the 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 the, the thing about <laughs> Baxter Stockman here is is like he became a bad guy in high school and then immediately told someone accidentally, the evil, like, what his evil plan was and how he succeeded, and immediately just got beat up. Yeah. And following his, his beatdown was recruited by the Foot Clan.
1: Which is so and, weird. Is it? Is it? It's like, we've been watching what you're doing in high school. I'm like, how, wait, they saw him make a remote control football and, like, we want you for the foot? I guess that makes sense. Like, it... Like, if you know anything about put, like uh, put, high school put, football put recruiting, <laughs>
0: football. You uh, shut it. up, Jeff! <laughs> no, no Terrible jokes. Issue three is a direct it is an adaptation of Attack of the Mausers, which is episode three of the uh, you know of the series. Again, very little turtles in it.
1: Yeah, it is really weird, uh, turtles without masks in this issue. Yeah,
0: yeah, like there's an extensive scene where they don't wear their masks at all. So weird. It is weird. But, it's, you know, they've got to take them off sometime, right? Well, yeah, they've got to wash them. Oh, <laughs> why is that gross for me? That <laughs> just seems gross. What, to wash the mask or take it off? To, like the idea that, they get, that the masks get dirty enough that they get gross enough to wash. I don't know. Whatever, whatever. The, basically, the issue ends with Hun returning and saying, "Hey, remember me from when you were in high school? Well, uh, we got we we've got some plans for you now. Come with me." Again, like I, I I don't I don't know what else to say. Like I I feel like if you've seen the Attack of the Mousers episode and you want some 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 like an addendum to it, this is the perfect perfect piece of literature to to help you digest that episode but other than that i don't know how it it's it's hard for me to critique this issue without knowing the episode right which which i guess puts me and you both in a in a weird predicament like it's hard for us to be, have, an, have an objective opinion yeah cuz we we watched the show multiple
1: times Right. What are your thoughts
0: on issue three?
1: I was, say, I was gonna say just overall, like I kind of enjoyed seeing Baxter's backstory and you know just a little bit more fleshed out and like they're you know connecting um, you know those elements. Yeah. 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 Hey, can can you
0: guess who uh, issue four is 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 based on? Oof. If we've already done April and we've done Baxter. And we've done two random dudes. What other human character could we possibly focus on for an issue? Chet? Chet. It's absolutely... Yes, you, you got it, Jeff. It's Chet. He's back. <laughs> no. At this fourth- time, it's personal. The, 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 f- the fourth episode of 2K3 is Meet Casey Jones. So... Oh, I'm disappointed. I was hoping would check. <laughs> Issue four. Is about Casey Jones. And it gives a, it gives almost a a a tragic backstory to Casey. You know, j- a little like, more
1: a little more fleshed out.
0: Yeah, like like it stops short of saying he was beaten, you know, like I, I'm not I don't see any of these panels where where he was just, you know, Beaten up by his father, right? Yeah. Or did I miss something? No. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's, it's. His father had very high, high standards. He was very much a, for lack of a better term, a man's man. You know, mm-hmm. to a point that uh, he was very violent, and he would punch walls, and and and, and he, he. He was not, I would say, the best role model for Casey. No. Um, the only th- the only real redeeming quality that his father you know gave him was, do not make a deal with a gang. Like don't compromise your 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 uh your beliefs for the easy way out. Yeah, you know, is is what I took from the story. Mm-hmm. And and that really um plays into the whole Casey Jones mythos you know the, the, this vigilante who you know goes and stops crime we're led to believe that both Casey's dad and his mom died yeah uh, they they really stopped short of um, going that tragic with it because cause they could have easily been like I found my dad dead in an alley or whatever like they could have gone really far with the death of Casey's parents yeah but both of his parents just mysteriously disappearing leaves, you know, kind of leaves the story places to go, but also creates the sense of abandonment that a character like Casey needs to become the Casey that we know and love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and of, of course, what gets Casey's dad in trouble is his, you know, his, his hatred bride. for the purple dragons and his pride. And his pride. Absolutely.
1: Because in the cartoon episode, all we see is that his store is on fire and the purple dragons are walking away.
0: We have always seen the Casey origin story from the perspective of Raphael. It's always been let's hang out with turtles. Let's hang out with Raphael. And then, boom, he's with Casey. Casey's a madman. What's going on? this is the first time we've seen the Casey Jones origin story from the perspective of Casey Jones. This is how you create Casey Jones. This is the, the backstory you need for it to be believable that he wants to be a vigilante in New York city. Raphael is like, he's, he's literally a side character in this, in, in in this book. What do you think about issue four?
1: I mean, again, the, you know, covering the more, you know, of the character's backstories that we only get like a brief little glimpse of, um, adding a bit more of a adult and a little bit more mature edge to it. Um, uh, you know, I, I also really enjoyed that. Um, and, you know, there's some, there's just some really great panels uh, kind of all throughout.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like one thing about the whoever is coloring this book, I called coloring book, whoever is doing the colors, which looks like it's an entire team of people doing the colors. If I look at the um, the credits, a lot of the panels are just washed out.
1: I like that look.
0: It's It's wow. a good look. Yeah. I don't know if I prefer it over that exact art style without the the the, the washed out panels, because it it, like if you flip through this one, there's a lot of panels that. And and it's in this in this issue specifically, it's done to indicate that that's back in time. Yeah. You know, anything in the past is washed out, whatever. Anything that's not washed out looks amazing in this book. Like the Casey. uh, Raph fight scene. Looks amazing, and I'm really glad that there's not some weird blue tint to the whole thing. Okay, I'll give you that. You know, I, I, I understand doing it for narrative purposes, and the issue four is the first one where they drop a lot of the, a, a lot of that that style, and just straight up go with uh, LaShawn's art, and I, I I feel like the book improves because of it. Yeah. So there's that. Um, Last thoughts on issue four before we jump into number five, which I'm really excited to talk about.
1: Now, uh, there was a, in the, in the very first panel. And then the last panel, you see a, uh, poster of Bruce Lee on the wall. Uh, obviously a clear, clearly an inspiration to Casey. So yeah, that's about, that's about the only nugget I could really find. Oh, wait, sorry. There was one thing when Casey jumps over the fence and, uh, is on his motorcycle. There's like a poster on the wall and it says DJ turtle in concert. And it's got a mat. It looks like a, just a straight up turtle face with the mask and everything.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. With that said, let's move to issue five. My favorite issue of this run.
1: (laughs) This is
0: really good. This is such a good issue, dude. Like, it, it, like it opens, and and this is the first brand new story, quote unquote brand new story. Um, it's 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 completely written um, uh, by, by uh, Peter David. Not, and it isn't, and it isn't woven into a previously scripted uh, episode. It is, it is absolutely brand new. And it opens with Raphael saving a uh, like a cat from a tree you know, for a little, you know, for a little girl. Yeah. And you know, Raph sees basically a vision of, of Splinter. And Raph is, he basically, he, he has um, cabin fever. You know, he lives underground. He doesn't ever get to interact with anyone but his brothers. He's lonely. He wants to be able to walk amongst the humans. And he decides, you know what? What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, he jumps down, introduces himself to the to the to, to the little girl who's you know cat he just saved. Uh, he's like, you don't have to be afraid of me. Blah 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 blah. We're good. Well, if that one action, that the, the, like the seed of that action itself,
1: mm-hmm.
0: sends the that that child's family into a complete topsy turvy adventure. Over the next twenty some odd pages, and Raphael is tasked with cleaning up all of that that yeah. he has caused.
1: It's uh, it's an absolutely bonkers roller coaster.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like it, <laughs> at some it, like at one point, the the mom, like the the kid's mom, saw Raphael and and passed out. Uh, or or fainted and then was institutionalized because she said she saw a giant lizard and then her doctor at, at the, uh, at the institution was like, that's clearly you're seeing things, blah, 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 blah. So Raphael shows up to tell him, Hey, no, I'm real. And the doctor freaks out and tases Raphael goes up to the roof decides he's going to kill people because he thinks he has gone crazy because he's seen a giant turtle. I I did not expect that. Like yeah, he was going to kill the little girl because he was seeing a like this book is bonkers, man. It's it's very adult. It, it really is. It really is. Like it it like obviously, everything turns out perfectly fine in the end like the, the 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 mother gets to go home the doctor doesn't kill anybody the kid is safe uh the family is safe Raphael has learned to stay out of human business mm-hmm. but ultimately he's still lonely
1: yeah
0: you know and this this issue is not only funny entertaining shocking it's also tragic mm-hmm. At the beginning of the issue you have you have Raphael's hope that he's going to be able to integrate into like the world and, and and talk to people and make friends and 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 just become live some sort of normal life and by the end, it's just proven no turtle man you have to live underground
1: yeah it's um he had good intentions absolutely but, but they just they went sideways fast. And it, 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 it's heartbreaking. It really is.
0: Like I, I found myself laughing out loud reading this issue. Yeah. Like I don't usually laugh out loud when I'm reading a comic book just because even stuff that's funny, I'm like, Oh, you know, whatever in my head. But this one I was like, Oh, what? <laughs> oh, just because it's, it's, it, it. There's such highs and such lows, yeah. That you don't really see coming. Um, what are, what's your overall thoughts of issue five? Because I, I really want to hear what you have to say, seeing as being as this is probably the first time you've read
1: it. It is actually. Um, I wish this had been an episode, you know. Minus, you know, the the crazy sniper thing. Of course, you couldn't have gotten away with that on on TV. <laughs> no, not at all. But I. I really liked. Um, her name was Pammy. Um, Pammy, that's I mean,
0: the that's the kid, right?
1: Yeah, I really liked her a lot. Like she, has got a little bit of sass to her, and she was like, "Oh, is that you, Oscar the Grouch? <laughs> Are you back again?" Yeah, it <laughs> calls him Raffy instead of Raphael. Um, Everybody gave him a different name, which was really funny. Yeah.
0: There was Raffy, There was Raffle.
1: Uh huh.
0: I think there was something through a
1: Ralph in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, I don't want to say it had a lone wolf and cub feel because it, like that, that one episode, it didn't, but I actually enjoyed this more. Yeah. Um, cause again, you see a side of Raphael that we don't really kind of get to see. And that focus on them, you know, they're mutants. Uh They don't have anyone except for themselves and, and splinter and to want more and to want that interaction with other people, but you just can't do it. Um, because you might get someone institutionalized. Um, (laughs) so, I mean, um, but yeah, this, this issue had a lot of heart and I, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed this read. Yeah, yeah. And 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 now that you mentioned that it's a
0: different side of Raphael, it it just occurred to me like Peter David could have used any of the four turtles in this uh, uh, this issue. Yeah. He could have. You know, I don't know if it makes sense to use Donnie or Leo. Mm-hmm. The like the the like the softball <laughs> approach to this uh, issue would be to use Mikey. Mhm because you just expect him to want to be social and want to have a life outside of the the, the lair. Mm-hmm. But Raphael is the, the most emotional of all of the turtles. Mm-hmm. So I think it's most effective if you use him instead of Mikey. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, yeah. Like this, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just going to say it. This, this issue is a masterpiece. Yeah it is probably top 5 issues of ever of all turtle ever turtle stuff ever does that make sense so like totally. just just like one off issues totally yeah yeah it, it it's it's really good uh and i remember I don't remember much about when I first read these, but I do remember after reading this and knowing it was a brand new story being suddenly very excited about it being an ongoing series Mm -hmm. because, hey, man, if this is what we're going to get it, like if this is if this is Peter David's writing style, I'm on board. Like, bring it. Give me 20, 30 issues of this. I'm completely, completely happy. Oh, most definitely. Sadly um, that didn't happen.
1: Yeah. Um probably and like this one I I I did I did laugh uh a great deal uh during reading this. Uh <laughs> when the doctor um questions Pammy's mom like about you know what she saw. She's like, what sort of pants was he wearing? Uh, no pants.
0: <laughs> what else do you have to say about, uh, what's this one called? Shadow of the mind's eye. Yeah. Shadow of the mind's eye issue five.
1: Yeah. Um, so, well, so <laughs> in the doctor's office, he had a thing that says, uh, you know how they have like stuff that they tack up on their, you know, their, uh, their boards. Uh, I like the thing that says "Got shrink." <laughs> no, I mean that's that's about it. It it was overall it was a it was a fantastic story. Yeah, it just it had a lot it had a lot of heart, and it was a nice it was nice to see you know a different take on on Raphael. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, let's
0: jump to issue six. Right. Uh, this one is called "Bend It Like Turtles." Which is a reference to Bendit like Beckham, but whatever. We'll keep going. So we meet this new character. Uh, what's this kid's name? Uh, uh, De, Dehir, Dehir, Dehiraj, Dehraj, That's Maybe? That seems right. D'Hiraj.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to call him D. D, there we go. Um,
0: we meet this new character who is is like a newly newly uh appointed black belt like he, he got his black belt and he he knows all kinds of cool ninja ninja karate moves or whatever kung fu kung fu moves and th- the the issue kind of centers around him and him basically him learning that training in kung fu does not mean you're a good fighter mm-hmm. and he kind of learns the hard way
1: Oh does he ever.
0: Yeah. Cuz cuz he like there was there was a woman who was getting her purse stolen and he straight up approached that, you know, the the uh, thugs, thugs. Can, can we say that word? Uh We're going to say thugs. Cuz that's what, what they actually are, are thugs. Thugs. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Thugs. thugs.
0: And uh he approaches them, they beat the absolute crap out of him. And he doesn't really understand how, because he's like, I'm skilled. I'm not supposed to be, you know, bad at this. April then it, it, of course April being it, he, Let me back up a little bit. D D d d, 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 d Raj is working for April. Part he's time. Kind of Part time. He, he's kind of her a little helper in uh, in second time around, mm-hmm. and April's like, "What happened? Ooh, I got beat up." Blah 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 blah. So she introduces him to Leo, and Leo takes center stage as this this kid's mentor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's probably the best way to put it as mentor. Yeah, uh, and and basically teaches him that training and sparring is one thing, but when someone is willing to take your life, things completely change. Yeah. And you have to know you're going to win or you have to leave. You have to flee. Otherwise, why 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 would you fight them?
1: And it's and, even worse because it's the girl that he really likes was the one that was getting um that's oh that's getting, that's, that's was, right. Yeah. Was getting mugged. They're they're muggers. They were gonna mug
0: muggers them. No, no. Like the we find out in the next issue that is it. No, it's this issue. the 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 gang is called the Thugs. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: T H O O G S. The Thugs. The Thugs are trying to rob the girl that he knows, and so to impress her with his skills, he was going to save her, and it went south. And so that makes it, you know, all the more bittersweet. Yes. Not bittersweet. It makes it all the more bitter. Yeah. No. It makes it <laughs> worse. It makes it worse. There you go.
0: Well, uh after training with with Leo for a while, uh Dee decides he's 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 confident that he has learned from his mistakes. Uh and when the thugs show up again and try to uh hurt his his the, the girl he's interested in, he kind of wipes the floor with them. Yeah. And when you're trained by Leonardo, that's going to happen. Mhm. Uh, the downside is, at the very end of the issue, we find out that because he was so good at beating up the thugs, that uh they have, they they have changed their mind about D, and they've decided to recruit him, whether or not he wants to be recruited. Yeah, and that's where we close out the issue. Yeah, it uh, it's it's a cool. What what's cool about this issue is we get to see Leonardo. Use what he has learned as a leader of the Ninja Turtles to impart wisdom on a third party. Yeah, successfully, successfully, like he he did exactly he he was trying to protect the child and get him to learn, you know, how to be a a real fighter and blah, blah, blah. And, And it worked probably too well. Mm hmm. You know so so
1: so what, so what did you think of, what what did you think about this story? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was gonna be another like like a it it could have been a Kino thing, but it wasn't like yeah, it's probably what Kino should have been, right, although I really like Kino um blasphemy he was Donatello in the first movie.
0: I don't care
1: doesn't matter, I like it um. There, we do have a rather big nugget um, right when uh, D is leaving April's and coming around the corner uh, to see um, the girl. Yeah, seeing uh, the girl. Jaya. Uh, yeah, Jaya I get um, getting mugged. The first movie uh, poster is actually hanging up like right on that corner. Did I miss that? You did. What page is that on? That is on page nine. Oh, snap. There it is. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. And it's so obscured from your vision and kind of like, unless you really memorize that poster, you have no idea what that is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, is now that I see it, I can't unsee it. But prior to that, I, I did not even notice
1: it was there. That's cool yeah what else you got um i really i really enjoyed his character um like i think that's like the end of um the eighties the the eighties cartoon or into the nineties the red sky season could have used a character like this yeah like he was kinda of good getting fleshed out you know and stuff like that um uh, especially in the next issue, and so like I, I would have liked to have seen you know, you know more character like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what, like one thing I'm going to note before we go into the next issue is, uh, the uh the representation in the in in this run is fantastic. It really is. Like all of the new characters that they introduce are some sort of um. Very diverse, yeah. Very diverse. Like there's, they don't add any extra white dudes, which is is fantastic. I don't know if it's on purpose or if it just, you know, they thought that's what fit into the story the best. I, I don't know. And it's, it's New York, exactly. It's New York. New York
1: is pot of culture. So
0: is absolutely a melting pot of culture. Uh, So, I, I'm just gonna chalk it up to it's the right story to tell, considering it's set in New York, you know, with the right people. Um, but it's, it's one of those things that's never really been done in, like, in Turtles comics or in Turtles movies or in Turtles anything. So, again,
1: golf clap. I I definitely would like to see more of it. Yes. Yes.
0: Um. Let's move on to issue seven, the last issue of the run. This one is entitled cauliflower yeah that's crazy and i'm gonna be honest this is this is my second favorite issue of of this of, of this series mm-hmm. this is the one that i remembered i i remembered there being you know like the big finale of this issue i was like oh i yeah yeah i remember that so so let's just dive right in so so picking up where issue six left off um Our buddy D has uh, he has successfully wooed his his female companion with his ninja skills. And April has noticed because he's being late to work and he's like, hey, at least I know why you're late. Blah, 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 blah. Mm hmm. Um, The turtles are there's actually like turtles story in this one, which is cool. There's not much turtle story in any of them. This one, all of the turtles are in. Uh, but very quickly, we've, the, the, uh, the Thugs sneak into Dee's place and basically say, we've kidnapped your girlfriend and you're going to join our gang. If you don't, we're going to kill her. Which is it's a very dark direction to go. Yeah. Uh, we we also find out that the Thugs are not only a, a a small New York gang but they are also very um how do we put this? What's what's the delicate way to put this? They're into the mystic
1: arts. Okay. Yeah. Is that a, is 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 that a good way to put it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh like th- th- they are there's so much into those mystic arts that other gangs and other other you know, other groups kind of are like, those guys are weird.
1: Yeah. They they have
0: a reputation. They're too emo. Don't go into those guys. Yeah. Too emo. Like, like just, just, just slow down. Well, after giving, you know, D the, the message, Hey, this is, this is what's happening. We're going to, you're to You got to be there. We're going to sacrifice your girlfriend. Uh, because we have these rituals. Dee decides to try to sneak in. I forget. Did he tell the turtles? Or did the turtles find out on their own? Leo was watching them. Ah, that's right. Leo, being the nosy Nelly he was, was watching uh, the entire thing happen. And so Dee shows up to the, the theater that they're doing the ritual that's going to kill his girlfriend. And... He tries to sneak, you know, sneak in and use the uh, the ropes behind the stage to get her to, to save her. And then he gets caught, too. And it's it's just a, just a huge mess. Mm-hmm. Like things go sideways really quick. It looks as if. The thugs are going to kill both D and his girlfriend.
1: Until something magical happens.
0: Yes. The turtles Knowing that this that this that this gang is are are super into, you know, the mystic arts and and th- knowing that they, they are they're praying to, the, to this god called Kali. Is it Kali? Yeah. 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 Because cauliflower. Yeah. Donatello. Is that Donatello or is that Leo? That's Donnie. No, it's Leo. Leo and Raphael. Get on each other's shoulders and wear this big robe and some headpiece, and pose as the god Kali, <laughs> popping out from behind the curtain on stage. It's like some Three Stooges
1: shit. <laughs> it really is. And it's great. It's 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 great that they picked a theater, uh huh, and an abandoned you know. Uh, Broadway production, you know, theater uh, for them to uh do this in because like, hey, we got props.
0: <laughs> yeah, like there's props. Mikey gets on the mic and he's he, he's you know, he's reading a script that Leo gave him and Donnie's like, just stick to the script. Yeah. You know, just just that one panel of Mike talk Mikey talking into the, the, the microphone might be the most Michelangelo thing in this entire run. Oh yeah. Pathetic mortals you kidnapped an innocent threatened a young man how dare you <laughs> and i the thing is is reading this entire run i'm reading it in the voices of the turtles yeah from 2k3 mm-hmm. which only helps to 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 add color to it oh yeah well obviously that scares the thugs and all the turtles pop out and attack them and you know and basically knock them all out and tell them call me again and your tor- torment will take an eternity and then they knock him out yeah so d- basically they're ending the thugs as at, like as a, as a as a as a gang altogether and they're freeing you know the the, the two hostages it's just a fantastic way to creatively use the turtles um again, monstrous figures to scare people into winning the day. Yeah. What it did you very, think of this?
1: I I loved it. Like, it was very – it was – because, you know, I'm an avid Three sooge fan, and so th- there's that, you know, a couple of shorts where they stack on top of each other's shoulders and become this giant whatever um, so that my mind immediately went there. And I just I I thoroughly enjoyed that. There's a lot of great little moments in this issue. Yeah. Um like uh you see Casey fighting and then like Leo jumps in to give him a hand. But there's not really any context though, like, has Casey met everybody or n- no? Or does he know? that's the that's like my that would be my one complaint about this issue. But it, it doesn't stay true to its own, like, its own fiction.
0: Yeah. It, it, it assumes you've watched the TV show, which is weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it makes up for it when, uh, you know, Casey asks him, hey, do the thing. I was like, okay. <laughs> <He didn't, laughs> and Leo disappears into the shadows like the freaking Cheshire cat. <laughs> 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 could not stop laughing I just loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: this is the and oddly enough 7 issues in this is the first time that we're really seeing brotherly interactions in this run and it then it ends immediately.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so they're, like there's so much potential in these pages.
1: Especially, what would have been the next issue, which probably would have been my favorite issue.
0: <laughs> so, are we going to go ahead and talk about that?
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. The, so, so the the next issue was going to be T four the Turtle Terminator. Yeah. You no, know, the, the ter- I'm sorry, T four the Turtle Niter. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I re- I remember seeing that in the back of issue seven and going, oh, cool. And then, like, a week later, there's the announcement, oh, Dreamwave went out of business, and all of their titles are canceled immediately. This this, this was quite a big cancellation, considering how good the past three books had been.
1: Yeah. Just to give and, you an idea of what the, what the story was, folks, it was it says, Due to a one-in-million freak accident, Baxter Stockman's computer becomes sentient and seeks revenge for the Turtles, having destroyed so many of its children, i.e. the Mousers. So it creates the perfect killing machine to track down and eliminate the turtles once and for all. And I was like, "Oh, dude." <laughs> well,
0: well, with 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 that said, so I mentioned the uh the uh what are they? The the trade paperbacks of these earlier. Yeah. Well, in the second of the two trade paperbacks, instead of having a fourth issue, there is concept art and story like um, story details of issues that were never published.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so it gives a huge rundown of, you know, what would have happened in the Turtlenator. Uh, it also gives some some actual artwork, some some like early panels. Um, it gives some some scripting. And it even has, let me make sure I saw what I saw. Oh, yeah, there's even an issue nine synopsis. And issue nine being called See You Later, Turtle Nader. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that, like, and issue 10. Issue 10 was going to be called Domo Arigato Turtle Roboto.
1: Oh, so it'll be a three parter. Oh. Yeah. That hurts even more. Right? Right? So like I'm not
0: going to go into the synopsis of unreleased books but like it is amazing that's that Titan Books was able to reach out to to Peter David and say hey you got any supplemental material to fill out these yeah. pages that are just basically going to be blank because the first book is four comics the second book is three comics if we want to make both of these books kind of equal we have to add something else and the the bonus material in that trade is fantastic
1: well jeff that basically brings us to the end of the run i'm very sad because i enjoyed this i want more but we're probably never going to get more yes uh, unless gonna... idw gets him on to write some stuff like i the only thing i could see idw doing is taking the the uh
0: the synopsis because the synopsis are public right and taking and giving those to someone else or Or giving them back to Peter David and said, hey, write these three issues and we'll pay you for it. Uh, Getting the entire production team back together is very unlikely. It's really a shame that that it didn't happen and it will never happen. Yeah. Seeing what was done with the original Archie comics. And how that ran for what, like 62 issues. That was a big run. Yeah, and it, and it went all kinds of different places, and, and, and there was character development that you didn't see in the cartoon it was based on.
1: Raphael punches Hitler in the face. Yeah, like there's – It's it very Raf- satisfying. Yeah, Yeah, like there's so many awesome places that
0: that book went to know that this book could have gone those same places because the groundwork was there already. It doesn't have to start from scratch. It was based on a cartoon – it's, yeah. it's it's just just a just a tragic loss yeah like like an like a truly artistic loss when this was cancelled should should we pour some pizza sauce out absolutely i i i really enjoyed reading through these again I do. I, and and it, it has me hungry to watch more two k three which
1: is coming pretty soon so any final thoughts i again like i i don't really remember reading these like i remember I would get, you know, stacks of comics and, like, I would, you know, I would have certain ones I would get. And, you know, I, like, I was an avid purchaser of, uh, um, Dreamwave, um, and got their Transformers stuff and, you know, a, a different smattering of different, uh, issues here and there, um, of other comics. And so, like, I never got around to reading, uh, back in the day. I just bagged it, boarded it. Yeah, um, yeah and uh and um uh, i i re- i really enjoyed it like kind of at first i thought oh well this is just going to be a, you know kind of like the Archie stuff and it's just a rehash but it it wasn't and that was that was that was rather enjoyable um and just kind of it was same but it was it was the same but it was different um and so i i liked that it's kind of like the marvel movies if you know already you know those those origins or certain story beats. and like, why are you going to watch the same thing over and over again? You know, and yeah. take it a little bit, change it up a little different, but it still has that uh, that that original feel to it and kind of like that connection. Um, so, and I I really enjoyed the new stories too. So overall, this was a great read.
0: Yeah, yeah, those those three new stories are banging. Just and, just start to finish. Just really, really good. I completely understand why my comic book friend was like, Dude, Peter David is writing turtles. Like, yeah. At the time, I was like, whatever. Okay, comic guy. Don't be weird. But now I'm like, dude, he needs to write more turtles. Well, Jeff, next time, as we said before, we're going to be talking about the Power Rangers Ninja Turtles crossover that recently happened at Boom Comics. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be five issues, so we can probably burn through those pretty quick. Uh, I I have not read any of them yet. I've I've waited. I'm waiting until all of them are out to read them. Yeah. So I, I'm excited. I'm not really a Power Rangers guy, but it's based on the. From what I can tell, it's based on the original show, so I'll have some sort of understanding of what's going on. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. And we'll also talk about the just absolutely bonkers like variant covers that are coming out with all of these oh. and how psychotic I am about collecting them. So, Oh yeah. That's going to be fun y- y- yippee. folks.
1: Yippee. Yippee. With that said, Jeff,
0: where can we find you?
1: As always, Sergio, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, uh, the premier arcade in Crossgate's Brandon area. Uh, we have over... 400 plus games from modern uh, to retro classics, uh, including one of our personal favorites, Neo Geo. Brought to you by SNK. Uh, got Metal Slug, uh, King of Fighters series, Wind Jammers. Probably some of the you know some of the best fighting games and uh, just games overall from that uh, you know from the 90s. Um, I do birthday parties, tournaments uh and we're always looking for interesting and unique games uh for people to play and enjoy Because uh, 'cause we're all about gaming um so uh please come by and uh check us out once uh all this madness is kind of slowed down and it's a little bit you know safer to go out there and when we have reopened as well so
0: oh yeah yeah which which will happen
1: yes, it is just a temporarily closed so
0: uh I'm Sergio, I'm the reality breached guy. Uh our our most recent episode was a pretty heavy one. Um it was it's it's about all the uh, civil unrest that is happening in the United States right now. Um mm-hmm. I kind of regret not uh at least mentioning it at the top of this episode, but mm-hmm. to 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 get a a hefty dose of some some very deep conversation about the state of the world. Mm-hmm. Check out the most recent episode of reality breached it is as i said before it's pretty heavy it goes a lot of places uh it, it's it's passionate it's emotional uh i'm proud of it check it out uh otherwise i'm sure our next episode will be much lighter and much more uh fr- frivolous uh, yeah. but right now things are a bit too important to be frivolous so yeah yeah jeff yeah. it's been fun it always is it has indeed Uh, we will talk again in like a week or two okay until then
1: i'm sergio i'm jeff and we're shellheads